0: FM to get started.
1: I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV Talk. Now, let the buzz begin.
2: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Mrs. America After Show, episode seven. Bella. Wow, this is a good one. This is a good one. We just get deeper and deeper into this world. Uh, I'm very excited to get into this but I cannot do it alone. I am Sean McHugh, a.k.a. Lover of Strong Women, and I am your moderator. But with (laughs) me, of course, as always, first we have Miss Ashman Ram, who always brings amazing insight. Ashman, how are you today?
3: I'm so good, you guys. Happy Wednesday. What an awesome episode we're going to get into today.
2: Mm -hmm. And, of course, the sister to the sisters, my (laughs) man Cody Epperson. Hello, Cody.
0: hey hey, how's it going guys
2: (laughs) she's an active registered voter she's back from her break last week we're excited to have her back miss a diamond baker hello a diamond
1: hello i'm happy to be back i'd rather be doing this than working so well (laughs) not really you know being overstressed with work i'm glad i have a job sorry erase that
2: oh good (laughs) oh good it's always good to have you back uh, okay, so let's just go overall thoughts, right? This is a big episode. You know, we got, we got uh, a little more in depth with Bella. Uh, we found out that Phyllis's Achilles heel is a pie in the face. And uh, of course, the, the first ever government funded Women's National Convention. Lots to talk about. Overall thoughts. Cody, let's start with you. I
0: loved this one. I watched it this morning, and normally in the morning I'm like, "Oh, I have to watch some shows," but like, I was captured like right away, and it it, it was good. I'm very ex- I'm sad there's only two more episodes. I was really excited and really into this one.
2: Awesome, a diamond.
1: Um, yes i I love that we're getting to see Schlafly unravel a little bit and kind of um see her make deals with the devil almost i like Mm. i'm 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 excited to i'm excited to keep going in this so um yeah it's interesting
2: i like that deals with the devil Mm. ashman what are your thoughts
3: yeah i found this uh episode really entertaining i loved seeing um bella do what she does so well uh seeing betty come back in the picture it's always nice to see those two like empowering women uh come Mm. together and join forces and Overall, it was great. It was, it was wonderful.
2: Awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's start with our uh, episode title namesake, Bella, who's also, as you guys have known, I've said she's my favorite character. So I was really excited to get a little deeper into her. Um, we find out that she did not win the Senate race. So a little sad about that. And we got to see a little more vulnerability than we've ever seen with her. Cause she's just usually like, she's the mom, she's in charge, but this was very cool to see her kind of just be, you know, just disappointed, like as we are as human beings, it didn't go her way. A diamond. Talk about, talk about that scene when, when they came and visited her.
1: Um, I really, I really liked it. Again, we got to see what you said. We got to see her vulnerability. Um, I I thought it was, interesting that uh Midge, mid mid is that her name yeah yeah um who you know i just i it's almost like those that weird that off like i can't explain it when when she was getting she got her a job you know working for no pay but to head up the thing that she started you know years ago but um it was almost i i didn't want it to be like a pity thing or i I don't know Mm -hmm. it felt like that was kind of their emotion behind it and so I felt really bad for Bell, uh, Bella but I but I love that she was excited to do it and and she was the man for the job and <laughs> and I believed her you know and so you know I, I thought the whole conversation about them you know I had to watch this episode twice because they were cutting really quick and between th- these girls and those girls and like just a lot of quick conversation and almost like you know, almost like Oceans 11 type, you know, quick, (laughs) fast. you know, and so I had to watch it the whole episode again to understand like the little intricacies of what was happening. Um, but I just love that we got to, you know, the, the whole conversation about the food in the beginning, you know, there's just such great little moments like that, that build the scene and make it make it very rich. Um, and you get to, you get to see her with her husband too. And they're a sweet couple and he's a sweet man. And, and that was nice to see because she's such a strong character. So, you know, that usually happens, but in relationships, one woman is like, there's woman's really strong character and the guy's, you know, more subtle and calming or vice versa. So yeah, it's nice to see their relationship.
2: Nice. Yeah. So Cody, like they had this spread that apparently no one wanted to eat, right? Like talk a little bit about that. And, and also just your thoughts on this whole, this whole vulnerable Bella.
0: Um, well going, like, talking about the spread first was just so funny because, uh, um, she even said, she's like, Oh, just pretend you're on a diet. Like, that's what I always say. And, um, and then she, but then Bella walks out and she's like, Why why is no one touching the food? You sick? Like, and it was just she just calls him out like right away and they're like, Oh, I guess we gotta it was just it was like what a Diamond said, like it's just it made the scene so rich because it's not like what it was scene was about, but it was just a little extra layer. Um, but it was it definitely brought some humor. Um however, with Bella losing the her campaign, I was that was really disappointing because in the last episode we kind of got a glimpse that it was happening and you because all you for you we all we want is for these women to succeed so for her to have lost was um historically accurate but it was just (laughs) I wanted her to win and um it was really cool for them to come in and have another job opportunity for her especially I mean it's something that she founded so and I mean a diamond you nailed it like she was the man for the job and so far killed it (laughs)
2: love it so, Asma, yeah. So uh, Diamond touched on it a little bit. We we get to meet her husband finally, who we've never seen, uh, and I just love that. You could tell he was just super supportive, and just they had a really good relationship. Uh, so, give us some thoughts on on that. Totally.
3: I mean, I feel like he totally knows what Bella's about. Like, he knows he has a strong woman. She's a passionate woman. Mm. She's dedicated her life to this, like, entire cause. So he's just kind of, like, understands that, you know, when she's strong and kind of overbearing, that's just who she is. But I love, like, seeing him just right beside her, uh, still supporting her, like, knowing that she's far from the journey being over. And It was nice to see, you know, Bella not just have to be strong all the time, but also be kind of open to being like, well, I worked hard for this position. It didn't work out. But I love to see her strength because her clapback was so quick. Like she didn't win, (laughs) but she didn't hesitate to just jump back on the horse and say, this is my mission. Like, let's get together and do it. So I just, I, I loved her strength to what her goal was. And it just shows like nothing is going to stop her until she like gets the job done.
2: Love it. So, so she's in charge now of the first ever government funded national women's conference, right? Cause they had done this before, but this one's government funded. So it's a big deal. Uh, and, but of course, you know, as, sorry, as it always happens in this show, you know, We're excited to start this thing, but everybody's got a different opinion of how it's supposed to go. They have this meeting about how, you know, the budget items and, you know, I love that Gloria's having them meditate. Like, really? Like, and I love that Bella has about three seconds worth of care about this. Uh, So, uh, Cody, talk a little bit about that scene. I I really like that. Uh,
0: It was was so funny just to watch it happen because at first I didn't really understand what was going on, and then... (laughs) We see Bella, who's just not having it. She's like, "You got to be freaking kidding me!" And then uh, Gloria's walking to this thing, and then it's just like, "So buses or or table skirts?" And it's just like, "Okay, we get it. The freaking buses are more important." It was just so. It was um. It was a really fun way to see how their office. Dy- I, guess, I don't wanna say office politics, which is like how they kind of get things done and how they. The difference between the the excuse me the the difference in how they operate and it was just really it was just a really playful way to show these two how these two powerful women can get things done
2: nice so a diamond mean, we have uh we have difference of opinion on what should be on this ballot right um mm-hmm. Uh, Gloria obviously wants the the lesbian, the, the gay rights thing on, she wants it at the forefront and Bella is not into it. She's like, "It's we have to kind of choose our battles here. And this is where you kind of have old school versus new school and uh, this whole thing. So talk a little bit about, about that.
1: Well, yeah, I think as you get older, right, you tend to get more surly or more cautious. Mm. And um, I think that in that moment of her deciding to keep, everyone's safe and not cause a ruckus by having such a controversial topic on the ballot um, by removing that it was in her in her cautious state and she wanted to protect the women but the new the new people wants want to come in like Gloria they want to still cause a ruckus they still want to be those radical activists and it was very sad and and interesting to see that dynamic play out, especially that she had to directly tell um, the couple that the lesbian couple that was in the office with her directly, you know. Mm. And I and I and I couldn't. And I thought it was a nice clapback when Mage was like, "Yeah, the president ain't coming." <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, like, you know, Belly. You know, Bella was like, "Your job is to make sure the president's there," and she's like, "Well, guess what? Not happening because." you're taking something from me, I'm going to take something from you. I mean, that's how I took it. And, you know, I think I think it's just, I think it's, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really good scene. I'll say what I have to say for later because I don't want to, to ruin it again, but I thought it was a great scene. <laughs> see old versus new and to see her have to, you know, go into that, have to be reminded of who she was and why she came into this in the first place.
2: Love it. Love it. So uh, so Bella now wants to take on Phyllis. Right. She's like, I want to go challenge her. And of course, Gloria is like, I don't think we need to engage with this person. You know, uh, and it, Bella says a very interesting thing, She says that's different between you and me. You want to go preach to the choir. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Aspen, talk about that whole that whole scene and how like there's we almost get a sense that Bella's starting to unravel a little bit in that moment.
3: Absolutely. You know, I feel like Bella has been around the block, right? So when Mm. she made that comment and said, You like to go preach to the choir, she's like, You keep sending a message to the same people that have the same message as you. Like, we need to get more people involved and have them get other people involved, not just keep on talking to the same people that are already in agreement with us. And I think, you know, Gloria kind of felt that. She's like, Oh, it is true because it is a little bit safer when you have a bunch of people agreeing with you and everyone's, you know, about the same cause Mm. and Bella and her personality. She's like, I'm going to get out there. Like I'm fearless. I'm not afraid to speak against the people that are against us and we're going to make noise and we're going to do our best to get our message around and really change minds. And I, I personally really admire that about Bella. And I think that's what makes her like such a good leader because she she is kind of like um, she's she's strong she's fearless and she will step up to the plate whether she's there by herself or you know she has a bunch of people um, behind her and I think that's exactly what she did by by showing up and she even empowered the other women there by I, I love that scene when she walked into the room and the other three ladies were there Phillips so hadn't good. shown up right. And she just totally reads those girls. She's just like, Mm. oh, you guys aren't sure yet. Like, you know, she just totally sensed their energy and was like, you guys are unsure if she's showing up and you guys are pretty afraid right now. And I just thought she was just amazing at the way she read them and just held her position, but also still included them as Mm. women for the same um, objective that everyone is kind of empowering and fighting over.
1: Yeah, Yeah, she was go
2: ahead
1: go Um, ahead yeah just to keep on that she was very she wasn't mean and she wasn't like made them feel less than she just was bringing to their attention more information or the whole information or opening their eyes a little bit so i thought that shows a lot in her character that she wasn't being mean or like you know like Bitchy. Yeah,
2: she, yeah she wasn't being <laughs> she wasn't being petty you know <laughs> petty I love it she says well what has she taught you and of course they have all this list of things and, congratulations you're working <laughs> girls you know like so it really yeah. made them like she she got them in their heads and do I don't really think about like what are you guys fighting for because I don't think you know you know, you get you kind of get caught up in a movement. And I think this happens a lot. People get caught up in a in a swept up in a movement and they don't even know what they're fighting for half the time. Um, uh, so that was but you're right, a diamond. She she was very classy the way she did it. Um, which is where I think, you know, someone else might have been a little more petty or bitchy.
1: <laughs> like for me, I, I have to wonder what those three women really thought after that sunk in. You know what I mean? Like you are working, so what is like, where is, where do you, like, what were they feeling? Like what on earth could they have, how could they continue or Hmm. continue to be underneath or in the same frame of mind as Shafley? And, and I, as a prediction later on, I will continue what I think (laughs) will happen on that. But
2: awesome. Awesome. Uh, All right. So just we'll, we'll, we'll kind of end this thing just quickly with this. We have this amazing scene between, Bella and Gloria, right, at the end of the episode, where, you know, Bella kind of realizes that maybe she was compromising too much. Uh, Ashman, talk about that scene, if you would, just, you know, this was, just, it was such a beautiful scene for me, I, I would love to hear what your thoughts are.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was nice to see them come together again. I feel like, you know, everyone works better together when they're on the same team. And like you said, like, it's easy easy to sometimes get distracted from what you're fighting for. So I loved seeing them come back together. I'm happy that Bella chose to put the issue back on the ballot. Like, you know, she realized she was going to lose a lot of people if she kind of let her own fears um, get into the way of something that could be like a huge change and um, I love the conversation about this being something like really epic and like being like a revolution when they came mm-hmm. together and they're like let's just let everybody in like let's see what is gonna happen we don't know and they both just kind of grinned at each other and was like okay this could either be horrible <laughs> or this could be like a crazy crazy thing change that we like nobody could see coming so i i thought it was great to see that collaboration and i'm and i'm curious to see what's going to happen from it
1: yeah. well i also think it's cool because not only did they have that um that thought to open it up and let people everyone in but so did the other side shafley and and her and her people and her committees like it it needed to happen like if not by messaging each other or the petty things that they were doing to each other or whatever but just by like consciousness of like a whole it needed to happen and it does if you want to get everybody's opinions and everybody's voices everybody needs to be included and a lot of times that doesn't happen and a lot of people don't get reached out to because they want to stick like Gloria does like to stick to the people who will listen to them and keep cheering them on and and agree with them and so yeah it's a revolution for sure
2: Love it. Uh, so, Cody, we have this nice. Also, this one. This I'm going to do the final, final moment between Bella and Betty, where because uh, you know the, the OGs coming together, and I, their their interaction is so amazing. Like you could tell, there's a history there. They kind of bicker at each other, but it's a loving bickering. And you know, finally, Bella says, "Does it bother you that no one calls you radical anymore?" And then of course, Betty's like, we're mainstream. It's a good thing. You know, this is what we work for. So talk about that
0: a little bit, Cody. Um, I, what I really liked about that moment was it, it showed that her Bella's conversation with Gloria really did sink in. It wasn't like they just kind of had an argument and they moved on. It, 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 it stuck with her. And so, and it, and I like it. It is great that they are these women with this credibility that makes them mainstream, but it is good to see that Bella is like, well, maybe we do need to get back to the basics and do do things how we used to do. Maybe we are compromising too much. And it just, I just like that she's thinking. She's not just mm. like, oh, this is how things are done. She's she's trying to be innovative and and not just think about how her position works but think about how it could work
2: love it uh great so now let's turn to the other side of the coin we start <laughs> this episode starts in so first of all phyllis wrote a book what the power of <laughs> right. the positive woman
0: and I was mean? like,
2: I was like, I know it's like, she can't Phyllis can never be outdone. Right. Cause the, her, her, uh, her counterpart has already written a book. Like that's published. So well, Phyllis, you know, I gotta be, I gotta have a book too, but, uh, be careful what you wish for, because I, and I love the way they set this moment up where, you know, her, her daughter who's going to Princeton, uh, and is not really on board as much with mom as mom would like her to be. Uh, she was saying already, she's in Princeton one semester and already screwing their liberal agenda. And then wham, pie to the face. Wow. Ashman, what did you think about that?
3: I was so shocked. I did not see that coming at all. Like, that's exactly how the opening scene was. And, you know, Phyllis is being her normal kind of conservative self, selling her book with confidence. And all of a sudden she you know, is literally slammed on the face with this pie. And it was just, it was crazy. And I think it shook everybody up in the room as well. Like mm. nobody saw it coming, but it made a huge statement. Um, it, And who it even came from. I think it was like one of the servers or the waiters. Like it just came out of the blue. So um, I think I'm glad that everyone saw that she is a target. Like, mm. you know, this wasn't somebody from just sitting in the room like they it was plotted they knew she was going to be there and when that moment came like pie to the face she yeah. was pretty messed up from it
2: <laughs> yeah and then of course like it was almost like her achilles heel because now we see for the first time you know she's wavered here and there but phyllis unravels from this whole incident wow so a diamond talk a little bit about you know how she just falls apart
1: well, yeah, I think it's a combination of things. I think they're alluding to menopause, and mm. um, and and of course, the pie in the face, and it publicly happening um, can only can only make things worse. Um, like I, I, her hair in that scene when she looks like the mad scientist, like remixing <laughs> those tapes and re-editing their words. I was like, yeah, this is. I want to see more of this because she. I mean, I. <laughs> She really has made a deal with the devil. And I want to say it's with, what is it? Biddle, Biddy or the really conservative anti-abortion like lady that she had to partner up with to get her, to get her people on board. What's her name? Yes. Well, like, it's like she, ha- that's the devil in my like story right now, because she is <laughs> that lady is like against gay rights. And in that moment, in the last episode, when they were shooting guns, she was like talking bad about gay, gay people. And Phyllis had to like bite her tongue and still pair with her, even knowing that she knows her son is gay. And so now she's like now sticking with her and allowing Klansmen to possibly show up and maybe support because anybody can do that at this rally. Like she is making some crazy decisions. And I think that on top of menopause, on top of pie on face, is causing her to now be bad media <laughs> and like right join together these like I mean she is she is creating a, mo- a monster has been created out of all of this you know and I think it's great and I'm excited <laughs>
2: for it uh so we have you know because she gets like injured and because she's now a target we have to she has to do some delegating that she's not really excited about uh, I love what she says first of all about the convention. It's a federally funded festival for frustrated feminists. <laughs> like that alliteration, like the writer was in the room. You could just, you know, he was just like, oh, I'm so funny. I'm amazing. Um,
1: she probably so, struggled with it a couple of times. Oh, like, I bet. Know, yeah. Like, like say studio. that
2: five times fast. Yeah. Um, so we have Rosemary stepping up to the plate. So this was very interesting for me. Don't be sleeping on Rosemary. She was like, oh yeah, I got this girl. I, and then she has the whole idea of the citizens review committee so that it doesn't necessarily point to Phyllis. Wow. Cody, talk about this whole thing of the, you know, this kind of, her underlings really kind of stepping up to the plate.
0: Yeah. The ladies on her team definitely have wanted to be doing more. We see little glimpses of it. They all kind of have their own ideas and they all have their own thoughts and it's I mean I'm not on their side but it is nice to see them (laughs) stepping up and it's nice to see I I hate to say it it's like schadenfreude like it's like I like to see that Phyllis is kind of mad that her team is like doing things without her because Phyllis likes to to be the center of attention and so and it's great to see these ladies stepping up. And I feel like we're going to see more from them. Especially we I mean that episode kind of ended with the, all three of them got elected for whatever and Phyllis didn't. And um what was that? Her name's Rosemary, right? Am I
2: Yes, Rosemary.
0: And it was it was great because Rosemary stepped up and she already had a plan in mind. And it just goes to show that like they're not just Phyllis's little minions. Like they they have thoughts and feelings, and sometimes I I think we kind of touched on this a while back, like they it's a society or a class where these people don't necessarily express their emotions as um, openly as they would like. And we see that we see their frustrations. And now I think they're having this funny little opportunity to kind of like these seeds are sprouting. And, um, it's it's fun to it's fun to watch.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> Also, in that moment when they're all sitting at the table and Shafley has her like pirate look going on, and the the alt right or uh, alt right lady sitting directly across from her, and she's like, "Well, you know," says you're a lightning rod. Like maybe it's safe you stay here. And then after that, she suggests she 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 implies that someone is perfect to take her place, <laughs> yes. meaning herself. And sure. Shafley's like, "Don't you dare." And in that moment is when Rosemary steps up and she's like, "I'd rather you than this Ku Klux Klan, alt-right, anti abortionist crazy psycho woman do it." And it actually turns out that Rosemary is able to create this committee and sneak up on the liberals in this whole thing. And so, again, to your point, Cody, I'm excited, even though they're <laughs> not exactly in my same frame of like mind, but like I'm happy to see them stick up and and start growing their own you know, sprouting their own seats. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, it's really fun to see them all. Like they all literally go and get elected in different places so that they can get seats at the convention. And uh, I love, I love when, uh, when they all find out they win and, Oh, you won. Oh, you, Oh, we all won. Oh, great. Uh, And then the, the younger one, the one who I guess who has the the trouble with, I can't remember her name. She has trouble with her husband uh, Mm -hmm. saying, well, it's, uh, we kind of have to go because the government's paying us. It, it, it's kind of like a it's job. Like a job. <laughs> yeah, Ashwin, talk about that. talk about that.
3: You know, I I love that part because I think my favorite part about seeing these women come into these positions is they're actually getting knowledge now. Like they're getting mm. schooled and empowered about what like what they're doing. I think for so long they've been under Phyllis and just learning from her and how it should be. So the more involved they get, they're actually learning about what the ERA is, like what this movement is and and what's actually like taking place. So I'm loving that, you know, they're actually getting factual information and they'll be able to make their own decisions now and have a voice to speak opposed to just be like Phyllis's minion and go off that. And, um, And I think it's already happening. Like when Phyllis was dubbing the tapes um the the other lady was like wait a minute you're totally taking things out of context like she mm. said that but she didn't say it like that and that's pretty devious and uh as we heard the other lady say she was like oh this is kind of like a job so i feel like the more empowered these ladies get they're going to be like wait a minute the 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 movement is not what we have led to believe it has been the whole time and um and yeah i mean I'm glad they're going to get empowered and knowledged in their positions and, and hopefully take um, a stand that will be helpful for all women.
1: What I love that sneaking up on everyone, sorry to like cut you off, Sean, is that there are women stepping up and coming together, you know, in the, on the liberal side of things. And then there are women in, on the very conservative side, these housewives who are stepping up for what they believe in and And having a job and a role all without the era enacted you know what i mean so it's like it's even sneaking up on the liberals that you know if you just come together and start fighting for and speaking up for yourself you too can be and like if you have a good committee of people and support you all of us can have a say and then it and which is kind of the point that phyllis was having and then phyllis is like not staying in her home and neither any of the women because they're working for something they believe in to stay in the home. It's like this, it's like, if we just, you know, we don't need these rules to be passing. We just, you know, we almost have to just be a team and be be all together and, and all these things that we're wanting to to achieve. But I think it's funny. Anyways, side note, uh, random.
2: Yeah, so no, I think, I, I, I like what you're saying. That essentially that once they kind of get started they realize that they have a purpose. They don't need necessarily one side or the other. They can fight for themselves. I think we're definitely leading up to uh, an amazing next episode at this convention in Houston. Uh, I will say it was a little overdramatic at the end. Uh, I was almost expecting Phyllis to twist her mustache at the end there, but uh, that's all right. You know, I I like the show. It's been good. We are coming down the end of it. So I want to get to our special segment, uh, A Diamond, Take It Away.
1: Yes, it's special segment time. In honor of the pie in Schlafly's face, I thought that I would um, give you some facts on pie and then also like a little fact about that day. So that day happened on April 15th in 1977, and it it was um, a man named Aaron Kay. And he was like an activist for feminism. For feminism, and he actually smashed pies in a lot of people's faces. Oh. Um, so this, <laughs> this <laughs> so this actually did happen. And um, was he so also a not, clown on the side? <laughs> yeah, he, he and he had a lot of other clown friends. But um, <laughs> and uh, so I thought that was really interesting that this actually really did happen, and that it was done by a man who did this quite often in this whole mm. like political war that was going on. So now I'm going to tell you a few facts about pie. Um, Pumpkin pie was the first introduced to the holiday table at the Pilgrim's Second Thanksgiving in 1623. Also, pie is um, is so special that it has two days: December 1st and January 23rd. Just three days after my birthday, Um, they are National Pie Holidays. Um, And then Oliver Cromwell, who is an English general and statesman, um, he banned eating pie um, in 1644 and declared it a pagan form of pleasure. And for about wow. 16 years, pie eating and making went underground until the restoration leaders um, lifted the ban on pie in 1660. And then um, Boston cream pie is really a cake. It's not a pie.
2: That's hilarious.
1: Um, so now I'd like to just, you know, go around and ask you guys, and if you're in the if you're in the comments, or if you're watching this live or later, we want to know your favorite pie. But Sean, tell me your p- favorite pie and why
2: uh, I'm I'm old school, a good apple pie a la mode. And I'm in, although I do love a pecan as well. Only one. Why? <laughs> why?
1: You're old fashioned.
2: Oh, what, the apple? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, a good apple pie limo, you can't beat it. It's, a, it's, it's America. And this is, this is America. So there you go.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Ashman.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to say pumpkin pie. Like every Thanksgiving, I look forward to it. And I don't care if it's like store-bought or people bake it. I'm like, let me be the little sampler for the <laughs> pumpkin pie. So I'm, I'm all about it. love it. Cody.
0: Um, I would say it, mine used to be pumpkin like because it, it's definitely traditional it it brings you home but honestly my favorite pie is I really like key lime pie mm. and it's like Ooh, right yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's like different it's got it's unique it's um it's I just Tangy, it's, it's, it's so yeah it's a little yeah it's just it, I can't put words to it but it's like I never <laughs> can turn that down <laughs>
1: Cody, you refresh my memory. I freaking like that pie, too. I forgot. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> for those same reasons. Um, but the pie I had in mind was pecan pie. Uh, I freaking love it because I like I like throwing a bunch of things into a bowl and, like, eating it. I never just have something the way it is. Like, I just mix it up anyways. And the nice, like, soft texture with the crunchy pecans is, like, bomb. So, yeah. That's why I like it.
2: Awesome. Awesome. So unfortunately, we are out of time. So no predictions this week. You're going to have to hold on to them. Only (laughs) two episodes left. Quickly, tell us where we can find you a diamond.
1: Uh, Instagram, Twitter, um, at NotYourType, N-O-T underscore Y-U-R underscore T-Y-P-E. And then you could watch Run on my Run After show on Mondays. Tuesday, I have Dragnificent. I do one in one with um, Sean and Cody. And then again today. All
0: right, Cody. Uh, I'm on Twitter as Cody underscore F and on Instagram as Cody C O D Y Y E P P.
2: Ashman.
3: Totally. I'm on Instagram, Insights by Ish. And as Diamond said, leave your comments on our live chat. I'll go through them. I'll bring it up on our next uh, week after bus show and look forward to all your fan engagement.
2: You can find me at SeanStar75 on the gram. GorillaSuitShot on Twitter, the run after show with <laughs> Diamond. Uh, well, Council of Dads on Friday nights at 7 thank you so much for joining us it's been another amazing episode only two left so please come back next week and we will see you then Bye-bye.
1: bye bye our founder Kevin Undergaro and me Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV remember we're not just the first we're the biggest in the world and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows whatever you crave we've got it